You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 1241. Your buyers are not your mentors. Your buyers are not your coaches. There is an apparent conflict of interest in them, quote unquote, helping you out. You want to respect your buyers. You want to treat them fair. You want to do what you say you're going to do, but you need to set the expectation that they need to compete for your business. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Today, I'm going to share with you eight tips to get higher bids on your properties. All right, so let's talk about eight tips to get higher bids for your property. Before I get into those eight, let me chat a little bit about why this is so important, right? Think about the timeline of a deal, right? You market for a property, you get leads, you screen the seller, you negotiate with a seller, you get the contract, right? You open escrow or title, you know, or the closing paperwork with your attorney. You then find a buyer, right? You negotiate with the buyer, you get the contract and get a paycheck. And think about all these little steps that you have to take in your business. And by the way, this is worth it, right? You're here to make big, fat, juicy checks <laughs> in, in real estate. And you know the last part of this is actually getting top dollar for your property, right? So you've done 90% of this work. The last 10% though is actually the most important. But it's where most people drop the ball, right? They do all this work and all this energy is spent locking up a contract and they go to sell this deal in the last 10%, they just drop the ball and they make half as much as they could because they sell the property as fast as humanly possible with a bunch of stress and anxiety and haste because they just want to get the deal done. And I got to tell you, you got to focus on that last 10% because that is where all of the money is. If you do a $25,000 deal or a $50,000 deal, or if you compare a $10,000 deal to a $35,000 deal, those numbers are game-changing. It can radically change the outcome in your business. Okay, I had a private client today who told me that his average deal size was like eleven dollars or $12,000, and now his average deal size is around $30,000. He did a $35,000 deal today for the first time, and I was so, so, so pumped up for him. And so you can do the same. And so let me give you eight tips to get higher bids. I'm telling you, this is so important. And remember, the higher bid, the difference between twenty dollars and $35,000, pretty much that extra 15000 is going right to the bottom line. How sexy is that? All right, so here are eight tips to get higher bids. Now, I've talked a lot about listing properties on the MLS, and that's not one of my eight, but I highly suggest that you do that. But, but if you don't do that, and you have a pocket buyers list, you've built a stable of cash buyers who you are selling to, the number one rule is you need to have multiple cash buyers, right? I'd have at least 30 cash buyers who are fresh, who are proven to actually buy. And I actually did another episode on, uh, it was a Q&A, and you can find that on the podcast. And it says, Todd, how many cash buyers should I have? right? So you can go ahead and listen to that, but you need multiple cash buyers who are competing all the time. You do not want a big brother, little brother, big sister, little sister relationship with your buyer. 
Your buyers are not your mentors. Your buyers are not your coaches. There is an apparent conflict of interest in them, quote unquote, helping you out. You want to respect your buyers. You want to treat them fair. You want to do what you say you're going to do, but you need to set the expectation that they need to compete for your business. I'm going to repeat that. You want to set the expectation that they need to compete for your business. If this makes you feel uncomfortable, good. Growth, okay, will equal, okay, uncomfortableness will cause growth, okay? You can't grow without being uncomfortable. Second part of that. So once you think you have your 30 cash buyers, you got to refresh your list all the time. Buyers go out of the market, buyers come in the market. I can't tell you how many times where we've had deals where you'll get 80 to 90% of the buyers bidding one price, let's say 250, 240, 255, 250, 245, right? And then one buyer comes in at 280, the one-off buyer. And that is usually a newer buyer that's been added to our list. Someone who's very enthusiastic about doing business, they're going to do the work themselves. They're going to do the labor themselves. They're going to run to Home Depot and get all the equipment and they're going to flip your house and make $18,000 after six months. And they are going to be so ecstatic to do that. Those buyers are awesome. But I find that those buyers usually only operate that way for the first you know, one to 10 deals. And those buyers will turn over and eventually say, hey, you know what? I need to make more being a house flipper. So you want to sell to the guys and gals who are willing to make less, right? That's that's really where this comes down to, or willing to get in there and do the work themselves so they have a perceived higher return on investment. So you need to constantly be refreshing that list. Okay, so once you do that, you have a list, you're refreshing the list. Once you get offers from everybody, okay, well, I'll come back to this one. Next thing that I like to do is I like to provide a professional house inspection to all of my buyers whenever I'm selling a deal. So I have one showing or one inspection. I get my buyers there, but I also get a professional inspection there. And then I send that inspection to all of the buyers right after the inspection that they were at, right? And so now they could take a look at it. And now there is more certainty in the deal. Okay. That's going to give them a much, much higher feeling, right? Of, of having less unknowns, right? More certainty in doing the deal. So you're like, Todd, oh my gosh, what if I scare my buyers in my inspection? No, give them the inspection. Next thing I'll talk about is I love to provide comps to my buyers. When we send out a deal to our buyers list, I like to provide the highest comps that I can find in the area, also giving them more certainty. And by the way, this is for a cash buyers list, okay? And you know the similar properties, just to take a little bit of the homework, telling them why it's a good deal. And that's, again, in the email that I'm going to send out. Now, once you have offers from everybody, I always like to go back to everybody else. I'll have my assistant do this and say, hey, is this the best that you can do? Okay, I'll say that again. Is this the best that you can do? And you won't always get a counter offer, but you're usually going to get at least one or two people who will come up five or $10,000. And boom, that's going straight to the bottom line. Next part, you need to start expecting more. You need to start expecting 35, 45, 55, even $100,000 per deal. Expand your mind and the opportunities will come. Your buyer should never know what you have a property and a contract for. Okay. You need to expect in your mind what you want to make, right? 
and you'll attract that. If you think you're only deserved to make 10, 15, $20,000, even if you've negotiated a great deal, you're going to attract that. So you need to start expecting 35, 50, 75, $100,000, and it will come to you. Okay, I got two more things here. If your property is currently occupied with a tenant, I'd first get it under contract. And before sending it out, I would negotiate a cash for keys deal with the tenant. So get that in writing. So it would say, hey, listen, Mrs. Tenant, I'm buying this property. I'd like to end the lease early. If you are willing to be out in two weeks, I will give you $5,000 and write up an agreement. They'll sign it, you sign it, and have that agreement in hand so that when you send it to your buyers, you can say cash for keys agreement has been negotiated with the tenant, right? More certainty. Last portion I'm going to talk about is I know I said how to get higher bids for your properties. This is actually how to get more for your properties. But the last part is there are some deals that are really, really, really good deals already. But if there's one thing that you could do to change a ugly or scary situation that's going to make it really easy, that if you took it down, you bought it, and you could fix that and put it on the market, it'll change everything. So let's pretend like you got a really hostile tenant situation, right? The tenant won't negotiate for cash for keys. They're nasty. They're yelling. They're cursing, right? And you get your buyers in there. That's really scary to a lot of buyers, even the sophisticated ones. But you have it at such a low price that you have less risk than your buyer. You can buy that property. You can then evict that tenant and then get it clean, then put it on the market, right? Make an extra twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. This is not a requirement, but you could do it. All right. Very, very, very important. So I got uh, eight total tips. I just gave you eight. I'll summarize them again. Number one, have multiple buyers. You can also listen to the podcast that we did uh, a couple podcasts ago on how many cash buyers should you have. You want to constantly be refreshing your list. Buyers come and go. Ask everybody once offers come in, is that the best that you can do? Provide a professional inspection that you give to all of your buyers before the bids come in. You want to provide comparable sales when you advertise that deal. You want to expect more. You want to negotiate cash for keys with your tenants before you blast it out to your buyers. And lastly, if you've got a smoking deal and there's one thing that you can fix that you can't do before closing, take it down, buy the property, fix it, send it out, and you will profit wildly. I would love to connect with you in the Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group. Go ahead and check that out at wholesalingconnect.com. So I hope you enjoyed today's show and I will talk to you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.